Hello. Hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, foodiest, uh, soapboxingist, baloniest recap <laughs> podcast of The Bachelorette ever. I didn't really have any good ones for this I one. I like baloniest. Thank you. I, I was like going through my notes and I was like, oh, he's baloney and who likes baloney? That's a good line. <laughs> um, so uh, I just opened up my notes and realized, oh, yeah, I forgot that I missed the first 24 minutes of the episode. And then I was like, I'll go back and watch it. And I didn't. So oh, well, not uh, much happened, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either. I know. Well, so my parents watched it. So okay. I was at my parents' house. And so I got live commentary, you know, so that's mm-hmm. always better. Uh, but I... I went downstairs and I was like, what did I miss? And they're like, they ate a bunch of shit and now they're eating more shit. And I was like, okay. That's, that's basically it. It's, yeah. It's just like, isn't it fun to make the, the muscle boys eat Twinkies? Like that was, that was the whole thing. It was supposed to be truth or dare. And so we got to watch them. Uh, yeah. Stuff their face. All the dares were just like eat food. And then <laughs> the truth was there was like a, a giant, uh, like, I don't know what it was, foam rubber ear or something. It looked like it was from the set of a family double dare. And they had to whisper sweet nothings into Katie's ear. Uh, obviously, she could hear because there's a microphone in there or whatever they said. And so some of the guys were like, ooh, Katie, I want to caress your your butt and all this other <laughs> stuff. Probably better than that, <laughs> slightly. But then uh, one of the contestants, oh, who was it? God, it was like Connor or somebody was just, he was just like, oh, Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Colorado. Like he was just naming all 50 states, but in the sensual tone because he thought that she couldn't hear what he was saying. <laughs> and okay, that, that was weird. <laughs> that kind of makes me like Connor more. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, it probably wasn't. It was somebody. I think it was Connor, but. Well, I mean, uh, he's a teacher. It would make sense like that he's got th- that ingrained in his head from like one of those state songs. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was nice. It was good. Okay. Good stuff. So I really didn't miss a lot. No, just, so just it nonsense. Was truth it, or dare, but just like, and I kind of thought it was like gross food. No. The way my parents, but it was just food. It was just it was, a lot of food. It was carbs. It was carbs. A, it was a lot car- of carbs. It's just the food that these meat boys don't eat. Yeah. Twinkies. Yeah. The meat boys don't like it. And (laughs) honestly, it was a, it was a rehash. It was an absolute rehash from Tasha's season because, um, remember when they had the, like the, Ooh, mystery shots of whatever. Yeah. And then the other thing they had to do. And it was like the phone, like the, the intercom stuff. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. And then at the end, the last thing they all had to do was they all had to eat a habanero pepper and then get down on one knee and like fake propose to Katie, uh, which again I believe they did on Tasha's season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, so and, there you go. <laughs> and we've got like Evan and Carly did like that hottest kiss thing, the world's yep. longest hottest kiss. And yeah. I think they did that more than once too. So opening segment was uh, Bachelorette. We're out of ideas. <laughs> I was yeah. My parents were kind of like, uh, it was like you didn't need to be here. So, well, I, I had another thing that I had to do. And then I went downstairs and I was like, what's up? And they're like, nothing. Uh, here's Andrew S. And I was like, remember? Okay. So I just want for the record, everybody to remember when I was like, I don't know, there's something I don't trust about Andrew S. Um, remember when I said that like first episode? Well, I feel very vindicated right now because, uh, <laughs> dude's a snake. Dude's a snake. Um, cause all he cares about is, and okay. I understand this from a strategic standpoint. I don't think Andrew S. is a bad person by any means. I think yeah. he's totally normal and fine, but I think the way he's going about this is very bad and it's making him look bad. And I yeah. just want him to stop doing it. That's it. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad person. No. I just think he's he's doing reality TV poorly. Like, yes. shut the hell up. Yes. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. So you think that it's better if they don't tell Katie and they think it's better if they do why do we not express these opinions? Because what what are you looking to to accomplish? Really, it's it's not worth it at all. 
Yeah. So we'll get into that once we get there. But I, but I've just always had like a funny feeling with Andrew S. Like there's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's not meant for reality TV. His strategy no. is off. There's just something that isn't sitting right with me and Andrew S. And you know what also, the S stands for? Stupid motherfucker. Oh, I was like, snake. Stop talking. Okay. Snake is, I, I don't know if he's a snake. He's, I mean, what snake would he be? He'd be like Sir Hiss from the Robin Hood cartoon. Yes. Yeah, like a very weak snake. Um, <laughs> yeah, if he's he's not snake. Like he's just he doesn't know what he's doing. No, I well, I'll tell you why I think it's snaky, but okay. um, later, later. Well, if you come up against my favorite Trey, you're gonna have problems with me. That's just <laughs> what's gonna happen. Yeah, I so. figured that was the the genesis of. This. I am Team Trey. <laughs> Like ride or die to your tray. He could do no wrong in my eyes. Okay, but anyway, but I came downstairs and was on the scene with Andrew and his turtleneck, and um, he was kissing Katie and stuff. Mm. And it was like a, you know, they were having a moment. And I had asked, like, oh, is she doing one on ones with guys after the group date? And they were like, yes. So this is where I caught up. And then there was some guy who said something about making promises, but I have no idea who he was. So. That shows that we're only on episode four. Yeah, and then we don't know who anyone is. <laughs> Mike the Virgin came in and said something about how sacrifice is important. And I just wrote, like Jesus, in all caps. <laughs> um, and then Greg, yeah, I don't know. Here's here's the thing. Reddit got to my brain with Greg. And I'm just like, what's your deal, Greg? What's your deal? I don't trust you. Bill Grippo. Um, yeah. And he's like, LOL, you made me eat gross stuff and I hate you. Just kidding. Um, and they just did like a cute whatever thing. And they had a moment. I mean, I can tell she really likes him and I know he's going to make it really far and maybe even win. And that's yeah, probably fine. I got I got no problems with Greg so far. I mean, aside from the Internet doesn't like him, allegedly. I mean, just just watching him on the show, he seems the Internet fine. loves him and hates him. He's very okay. polarizing right now. And I would Controversial say controversial Greg Grippo. There is a much bigger faction that loves him. But that's what I've noticed. Um, also, <laughs> I made a note here because it, it seemed like they gave Katie too much spray tan in this in this scene she looks yeah. like very orange and then my parents were like maybe it's the tv and then they're like well why does he look normal and i was like exactly <laughs> that's not how the tv would work yeah anyway, whatever uh um, i have a question uh-huh if if reddit and and the rest of the internet is gonna do what they do best and like find the moral failings in each of these doofuses that are on our television can they look into brendan and make him a villain because i just you don't like him no, and not because he's a bad person, as far as I can tell. He's just got two things going for him that I don't really care for. One, um, his hair. I, <laughs> I need him to comb it. I need him to do something with it. It's all over the place. You're on TV, man. Just do something with it. Two, I believe he is sincere in his attraction and his, his feelings towards Katie. But my man cannot string a sentence together to save his life. Like, he is just, he's like, uh, the things that I like about you is you are cool and hot and also, like, a strong woman. And I like strong women. Like, this is the best. <laughs> and in a sea of doofus men, <laughs> to stick out as, like, uniquely doofusy is incredible. Yeah, that takes talent. Yeah. Um, I just, come on, man. Well, so here's, I mean, here's the interesting thing that happens by like week four, right? Some surprises. I I thought I was going to like Brendan when we were first introduced to him because I'm like, hockey guy, firefighter, Canadian. Okay, mm -hmm. that checks a lot of boxes for me. And then he opens his mouth and I go, not interested anymore. No, Next. sounds like he uh, got a few too many concussions during his hockey days. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's lights on, nobody's home. He's got nothing <laughs> yeah. to say. It's not so good. But there's, you know, there's certain, I mean, I am, and I'll get into this more later, I'm sure, but I'm just continually impressed by Aaron and Justin and Trey, um, just my favorite outspoken men <laughs> of all time. Aaron, mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to like Aaron at all because I was just like, he's just randomly coming for this guy. And it's just like, I yeah. don't like you. And I was like, what the hell was that? And now I'm like, Aaron's my favorite. Um, like Aaron, I don't know. Like, again, Aaron is like a guy that I don't think he's bad, but he seems like the kind of guy who would like 
I don't know. He would like join the army reserves and then tell you about it all the time. He's just very like authoritative and I just don't like him. I just don't like him. He's a sales guy. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to learn to love these men a little bit more. I like Aaron. So harsh. Okay. Here's Aaron's biography on the Bachelorette website. Okay. Um, it's easy to see that Aaron is a strapping young man, but don't be fooled. There is much more to this California stud than meets the eye. Aaron currently works in sales and enjoys being outdoors, surfing, and lifting weights, and he was an NCAA swimmer in college. Okay. He is a thoughtful, sensitive, and very he's thoughtful, sensitive, and very ambitious, saying that in five years' time he hopes hopes to own his own business and work for himself. Aaron is looking for a woman who is down to earth, smart, funny, and someone who doesn't take herself too seriously. Aaron plans to leave a legacy behind, so he needs a partner who's going to support him and encourage his dreams. He's the main character. His one flaw, Aaron says he can be a procrastinator, but now he's done wasting time and ready to find his wife. Nice. Well, I don't know. I still don't like him. <laughs> his favorite holiday is Halloween because he likes when things get spooky. <laughs> is, that, is that what it actually says? Please tell me that's what it actually says. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the thing is, is like they build these bios because they clearly gave him like a like a 50 or 100 question survey. And so he legitimately wrote down under my favorite holiday is blank. And he wrote Halloween because blank. And he wrote things get spooky. <laughs> yes, they do, Aaron. There's something that I think is really endearing about Aaron. And I don't know. I think it's just because he's really blunt. And we don't see that a lot. Yeah. And we also don't see it working a lot. And for some no. reason, it's working. And he's very I... But that also makes him a respect guy. Like, even when he was yelling at Andrew, and, and I know, like, your perspective here, you you like Aaron, you don't like Andrew. Um, I I don't care much for either one, but uh, Andrew, was, he was raising his voice, and Aaron was just like, no, respect! <laughs> I think that's what he actually yelled. It's like, what? I think he really likes... Yeah, like uh, shut up, Aaron. You're not my dad. I think he likes order. <laughs> I think he just wants he does. order. I don't as someone who also likes order, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. Um but anyway, we'll get Would you we'll, ever yell respect at me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure I have just yelled respect at one point. Sure. Um so that doesn't surprise. Anyway, okay, back to it. So the boys, okay, so at the end of the date, they're talking, right? And so we're kind of we're kind of talking around this, but let's get to it. So mm -hmm. the boys are talking at the end of this date, and they're like, this is about truth, and I hope it comes to a climax soon, and we really got to root out Thomas, and like, this isn't good. We got to get him out of here. And Thomas sucks. Like, he just objectively sucks. I would, he needed to be gone, you know? Yeah. So I really... Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a controversial. Uh, this is like Steve's hot take day. You're I know. Like, I I'm like, like this person. Why? I'm like I dislike I them like for person. vague reasons. Mm -hmm. Tom, okay, I'm not gonna say I like Thomas. I'm not. I'm not that like out Good, of my head he's here. He's not likable. No, he's not like no. Uh, which is his problem. Okay. Yes. He does not for, for the format of of how he is dating this woman. This this reality show dating nonsense. He is terrible. Um, he's also because he's hyper conscious of the situation that he's in. Like the guys that tend to do the best are the guys that look like they feel natural and relaxed and able are able to let go of the fact that they're you know being their love life is being broadcast on national television. He can't do that. He's hyper aware of right. everything all the time. I also think he's being completely honest. When he's being accused of being like a liar and all this other decept deceptive and here for the wrong reasons. And we talked about this a little bit last week. But when he says, yeah, the thought has gone through my head that, you know, if I didn't win, wouldn't mind being The Bachelor. You've, if you are the kind of person who is like the best way for me to find love is to go on the TV show to talk to the pretty lady that I know nothing about. <laughs> Okay, you are already just you're, you're in the dipshit zone. This is not how you like actually form normal human relationships. Right. And the idea that like, yeah, you're going to be like this is the idea of these people are on television. Like this is an attractive thing to them. No one signs up for The Bachelor. just like, I don't want to be on TV. These are all people that are like, I am good looking and I have rippling muscles and I am happy to show off my winning personality 
and make America fall in love with me. But I also, I'm just, I'm here for the right reasons. I'm here to uh, only love Katie. Yeah, okay. Everyone well, here is conscious of the fact that the w- number one thing you want to do, yes, A, number one, you want to fall in love and get married to Katie. Great. But if you can't have that, what's the next best result? And the answer is becoming The Bachelor. That's your best bet. So, right, but it's like... um so it's like what Kate, well, so I have a couple things to say to that. So it's like what Caitlin said, the fastest way to not be the next bachelor is to walk in thinking yep. you're going to be the next bachelor. Don't the talk thing about is, it. You got to <laughs> Don't talk about it. Keep it out of your mind. Just react authentically in every situation as best you can with cameras on you. That is the best way you can get people to like you mm-hmm. is if you're just who you are when cameras aren't around. The sooner you bring those walls down and just act however it is that you act. Because think about like the most memorable, most likable people on, you know, in Bachelor Nation. They Mm -hmm. are like the weird ones for the most part who have like some kind of, you know, like Alexis is a, it's a dolphin. And you're like, it's a shark. Like she didn't, no one coached her to say that. Okay. Like that's just who she is. You know, you've got Wells who was like one of the nerdiest nerds who ever nerded on the show and has Uh, had a John Paul Jones, John Paul Jones, 100% (laughs) authentic, uncut John Paul Jones is what we get. You know, it's like, those are the people, you know, and like Tasha was like, very personable, very sweet. She even did like sneaky things, you know, and like would, you know, steal the bachelor away. But she was so likable. Nobody really cared. Like yeah. nobody complained. She was just like, we're going to go do our own thing. And then people were like, oh, Tasha, you know, so that's, yeah, that's really important to just, if you get in your own, I mean, it's honestly like you're getting in your own head about it and you're screwing yourself over in the process. Of course, that's something that's on people's minds. But yeah, you don't talk about it. You don't, you don't talk s- about it. You don't say it. But here's this. Here's why I think he's full of shit and why I don't think he's being honest the way that you think he's being honest. Because how many days was it in when he told Katie that he was falling in love with her? Well, that's the thing. I feel like the fact that he said that he he wouldn't mind being The Bachelor, that's probably the only honest thing that he said. The I love you was was a Hail Mary. Um, and yeah. then when, when they had like the, okay, it's time to sit in a circle and do real talk and, and talk about our, the, the oopsies we've made in our past. And he just didn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, he, he has not been honest at all. Uh, he, I wouldn't call him like explicitly dishonest. Uh, the, I love you thing is like, okay, dude, but I don't think that was like a calculated move. He was just like, I have feelings. Ah, um, but like, I don't know. He's he's just he's bad at this. He's really bad at this. That's like most of these guys. And the only time that he's honest is when he should have kept his mouth shut. He's very guarded. That's the best way to describe him, which hmm. you cannot go on the show and be guarded and also kind of suck anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you're not I, guarding anything good. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, um, yeah, he's just a try hard and I hate it. And I yeah. And yeah, like I totally agree with the women when they were like, he's just a sweet talker. He's just saying whatever he needs to say mm-hmm. to be here. So like, I don't really care that he was honest about like, here's the thing. Okay. Let's alternate reality. Right. Say yeah. it was like, say it was dad, Michael, right. Mm-hmm. The person that made everyone cry and yeah. we all love him now. What if he said that, mm. but everything else that he did was perfect. You know, you'd be like, well, you got to give it to him. He was being honest, you know, and he would also be delivering it with, you know, well, you know, but I'm trying to give my kid a better life. And this is, you know, I figured this was worth a shot or what, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he would, if you, if you put it up against the likable men in the house, they, there's a lot more cushion there and a lot more forgiveness there, mm-hmm. but he was already on thin ice. Cause yeah, he's like, he's like that perfume guy. Oh God, I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about? The guy, that perfume guy who was like, oh, I'm yeah. in love with you. And just like, what? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> wasn't that a uh, Becca season? I think it was just like, I don't even know you. It was just yep. so weird. Um, yep. That was one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. So 
that's kind of what it felt like, where it's like, you're like that guy. You're not like, yeah, like dad, Michael. You're just, yeah, you're you didn't just earn it. mediocre earn it. or worse. And yeah, so yeah, I don't think he's honest about many things, but yeah, I think it's um, it's like a curated image. It's um, overly scripted, rehearsed shit that he mm-hmm. thought would make him look good. And most of the guys who are looking good in this season and in any season are the ones who just kind of shoot from the hip and say what they're thinking in the moment, like Trey. Yeah. Uh, who's just like <laughs> very I mean, excited about everything. The that's dude happening. union is working though, because yes. realistically, yes. like the only actual bad guy went home last week. And then this week you've got a guy who is not like over the top villainous, but also like, clearly you're not going to win and nobody likes you. And you're kind of a, just a shithead. So he's gone. And now at this point, there's there's no one really that that to fit the villain role. Like mm-hmm. we've purged the villains immediately. We'll talk and about, even then. I mean, I don't know. We'll talk about that. I think in a minute. But first, okay. So we're at the end of the date. The men are talking about getting rid of Thomas, right? And Trey is the one who starts just like you know, he's like, this isn't cool. Like, I don't think this is all right. And like this, is, and then this is when he gets in an altercation with Andrew S. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is where I, I have, I, I can't side with anyone else. I'm sorry. It's just not <laughs> going to happen. It's not in my, so, you know, and then it was like, they're fighting on TV and then I'm arguing with my parents about this. <laughs> yeah. Cause my mom and I are like, yeah, team Trey. And my dad's like, that's too dangerous. I would never do that. You know? So well, two schools, a bachelor thought here, right? It's like, if, right. if you suspect someone of something, do you, tell the bachelorette or bachelor or do you keep it to yourself both uh, come with risks that i mean and we've seen it blow up either way so the answer is there's really not a good answer no there's not a good answer but my argument was trey is self-aware i think he knows on some level that he's not like a front runner i think he knows Mm-hmm. And I think he's like, you know what? I really like Katie. I respect Katie. And he even said something to the degree of it's not entirely safe for me to go alone and say this to her, but I also would regret it if I didn't. And it's worth it to mm-hmm. me to yeah. potentially lose my spot here to tell her what's happening. And I do believe I just I mean, this is the way that I would be on a show. So I understand <laughs> The way he's being. And he also is aware of how this is going to look to the audience. Mm -hmm. And he's like very aware of that, but not in a way like Thomas is, right? So he's like, listen, Andrew, like, I don't want to be the guy that's getting shit on Twitter, you know, because I didn't say something when I had all this information. And, you know, and the thing is, they were both arguing about things that Katie said. And they were mm-hmm. both true things Katie said. Because yep. Andrew S. is coming in. And also, I always forget that there's another Andrew because he never gets shown. <laughs> no, I always forget he exists. <laughs> yeah. But Andrew S., because obviously we need to differentiate because the other one has had so much screen time as well. Um, Andrew S. is like, well, Katie told us to trust her and trust the process. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm trying not to interfere. Ooh, I have a good analogy for this. But anyway, but Trey was like, Katie told us if we have information, come forward and I have information. So that's what I'm doing. And here's the deal. They're both approaching. This is how they would both approach the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like a trolley. So so let's use the scenario of um, it's hurtling down the tracks and it's headed for five people and you could divert the track and only kill one person. Um. Andrews of the of the mindset that, well, then I'd be responsible for killing one person. So I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to divert the track. I'm just going to walk away and do nothing because that's just fate. And Trey's like, I'm going to divert the track and kill one person because then I'm saving five people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's the difference between the two of them. That's I mean, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. And, you know, it's it's funny to watch them argue, too, because. They're they're both so passionate, and I get it. And being in this house too, it's got to start to drive you a little 
like bonkers, right? After yeah, a while, because you sure. just cooped up with nothing to do except like sit around with the same smelly guys and talk about <laughs> the same stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's they're just coming at it from just different philosophies. And like you said, nobody's wrong here. No, they're just passionate about how they feel. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they hug it out. I mean, I here's the thing. Like, they're they're both, I think, reasonable men. And like, Trey is not going to get like, I feel like, yeah, Aaron gets like angrier than Trey does, you know? And, like, he's more, like, cut and dry. I think Trey has more room for nuance. And I like that they ended their argument with Trey being, like, we agree to disagree. <laughs> like, he's I mean, like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. We're done here. Like, we agree to disagree. Because, yeah, I don't think either one of them is wrong. But I think um, holistically, if you're looking at the whole season in context and how things have been going and uh, everything that's been presented and the statistic like likelihood that the men are going to come to bat for Trey against Thomas. Yeah. I believe Trey is in the right with all of those factors considered. Andrew's mm-hmm. looking at the history of the show and going, mm-hmm. this never goes well. Sure. But it yeah. does sometimes it does sometimes. And I think he was just feeling like, you know, he's like, I, he obviously has strong connections you know, with, Mm -hmm. with like, and strong friendships with the men in the house already. And I think he was like, well, I'm hoping that if I bring it first, that they're going to follow me up. And, and they did. And that was like, really cool. Um, But yeah, so, but here was the thing that really drove me nuts about Andrew in, in this situation and further. And this is, this is why I think it's kind of sneaky. And because I don't think he's wrong, but I, and also, I think it's okay to be selfish, but also don't talk about it. Just like don't talk about wanting to be The Bachelor. When you start talking about things that make you sound selfish, then people don't like you on the show. That's just what yeah. happens. But Trey gets a rose for being honest with Katie and bringing something to Katie. And then she ends up asking all of the men how they feel about Thomas, and they all start sharing things. And that's when we know he's safe. Because as long as you have a couple more people to corroborate your story, you're good. That's all you need. But Andrew was like, well, he's screwing this up for everybody. He ruined the date. He brought down the mood. Like, how dare he do this? Yeah, which is is his way of saying, I didn't get my, my happy special time. Yeah, because he's like, well, I got to kiss Katie, but then I really wanted a rose and I didn't get a rose. So then he wasn't safe going into the rose ceremony. But Mm -hmm. obviously he had a good connection. It's still early. It's not like it really jeopardized anything. So I just thought he was like, you know, like being picky about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of drove me nuts. Anyway, so Justin's eyebrows are my favorite part of the show. (laughs) um and his eyes in general he's got the most expressive eyes and eyebrows i've as as a big eyebrow man i respect justin i really love them and also my mom keeps forgetting that justin is the painter because she thinks he's great she loves his reactions and she likes his like gut instincts to everything and i'm like Mm -hmm. also he's a really good painter so he's got that going for him as well and i don't feel like she's spending enough time with him um right now and that's no. a shame because he it, seems like one of the coolest men in the house yeah he seems yeah. pretty chill i think he he seems a little bit reserved compared to some of the guys so maybe that's yes. it is you know his he, eyes he do all the talking his <laughs> eyes do all the talking he doesn't have that big personality uh speaking of personalities though can we talk about the continued uh existence of hunter montgomery for no apparent reason well, yeah, I'm very happy, though. I do. Well, I do want to get into Hunter like near the end because they had that preview, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like I will. I just wanted to shout out Justin's line again. He's baloney and who likes baloney? And and there is like a good alliance with like Aaron, Courtney and Justin. We're all kind of talking about Thomas alone and together. And um, so they're deliberating like how to get rid of Thomas and like, they're just all freaking out. Right. Like Rose ceremony's coming tonight. What if she keeps him? What are we going to do? And I was like, I feel like, like a good bro union would be, I felt like they were all going to walk out. Yeah. If she picked him. I, I was, really, I was hoping for a walkout. Myself. I was really like holding out for it. I was like, they're going to go on strike. Oh, I can bro feel union it. go on strike. That'd be so good. I was <laughs> so here for it. But anyway, so, um, 
they're talking about that. Meanwhile, Tasha pulls Katie aside and she's like, hi, um, this isn't BS. This is real. Do you believe me? I'm going to tell you something. This is totally not uh, just a guy trying to get on another season of The Bachelorette. No, it's totally not that. This guy really likes you. Do you want to meet him? Are you excited to meet him? And oh, it's our God. favorite goober, Blake. Oh, blockhead Blake. Okay, here's some. Okay, I'm going to say something nice about Blake. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Try, try not, really hard. I'm not going to say anything else nice about No, I'm going to say something nice about Blake. I do really like his job. Like, oh, I yeah. think he has a really cool job. I like that he is like a wildlife dude. I think that's very cool. And it seems like he really loves his job, but he's not just doing it. Like, he is very passionate about it. And yeah. I don't really care what someone's job is. I just care that they care about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's the important thing. You could, yeah, you could be I, the I best good anything. And, you know, and I think that if, if you, take enjoyment from the work that you do and you find the good and the things that you do. I think that's great. And I, yeah. unless and you're he, my landlord, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think he is very sweet. Like, but yeah, yeah he's just kind of like a, I, I just kept telling my mom, I'm like, I just think he's a goober. I don't know. He's a total goober. Yeah. And when you talk about like, like mid season interlopers, you gotta be like, I wouldn't say sleazy, but you got to be at least a little bit slick. And there is nothing slick about Blake. He is pure sandpaper. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's he's got a very square jaw, I suppose. But I, I don't think he's like overly handsome to the point where you're like, oh, Blake, he he's nice. I wouldn't yeah. call him funny, but because he's a goober, like he just kind of like. He's kind of like know. goofy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't he's, know if he's funny. He's funny in the way like Gomer Pyle is funny. Yeah. Uh, like the, Moose from Archie Comics. Is there funny. you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind. It's not like he's <laughs> cracking wise over here. He's not Jughead. Okay. No, he's not a Jughead. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> if he was a Jughead, he'd be Wells. But anyway. <laughs> he's not a bad person, but there's just, no. but you know, you can't do this. You're Blake. Okay. And, and not only are you Blake, how many women are you going to be like, this is the one? Because I remember you being very into Claire, Blake. And then I remember you being very into Tasha, Blake. And now apparently, uh, after sliding into a few DMs, you're very into Katie. I think you're very into just trying to be in a serious relationship. There's lots of people like that, Blake. It's okay if that's who you are, but that doesn't mean you get to crash the party, okay? You are a scab and the bro union is not going to be pleased with you. Yeah, that's the problem. I well, I was like trying to imagine. Well, he, OK, here was another surprise. Mm-hmm. I was trying to imagine who Katie was possibly thinking about. Like, oh, is it maybe that crying Ben guy? Like, <laughs> and then how disappointed him. was she when it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, but she but here's the thing. She didn't seem disappointed. She seemed excited. No, and she got she all like. It flustery and like giggly and shit and i was like oh you know and then she made him like wait the whole day to decide if she was gonna keep him around or not yeah apparently deep into the night too because she knocked at his door at like what i don't even know middle of the night and he was like naked and had to go get a mint yeah that was pretty great um so so yeah i don't know we'll see where this blake thing goes but he is walking into yeah, a very tight-knit, regimented group of men who are unwelcoming to change or anything that seems like it might be a little bit uh, nefarious. So good luck, yeah. dude. You're going to need it. I I can't wait to see how that plays out. It's not going to be good. Um, and so, okay, so this was another thing I didn't like about Andrew S. As he started talking to Thomas and was trying to like, you know, buddy up with him. And I was like, that's why I think he's a snake. Anyway, that's why I wrote he was a snake because <laughs> every all the men are against Thomas. They're trying to get him out of the house and like you're trying to be friends with him. Why? Yeah, what benefit? First of all, that serves you no benefit at this point. Nope. None. It's just going to make you look worse. So, you know, that guy's radioactive. Stay away from him. What are you doing? Yep. 
I really, I think the reason I'm so mad at Andrew is because like, I really wanted to like him because he was someone I thought I was going to like a lot going into the first episode. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like worldly. He's a sports guy. He seems pretty nerdy, looks good in turtlenecks. (laughs) And then he used like a fake accent when he first met Katie. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. I was just like, I'm not a fan of that. I don't um, get the accent thing because he was doing the accent thing uh, during the eat all the carbs Olympics or whatever it was. He did it again. Cake edition. I just Ugh. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he slips in and out of it, but also he doesn't get a lot of screen time. So I'm I'm unable to, like, weigh his Britishness against his non-Britishness. I don't I mean, know he's what's not going on. British. So. No, no. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Can I really... say one more thing about Blake, though, that I've been yeah. I've been thinking about? Go ahead. So this this really annoyed me. This actually isn't Blake's fault, but um, we knew that Blake was going to be on this season because yes. oh, in the very yeah. first episode, we are shown Blake like explicitly. Here is Blake. There's like Blake a lot here. of Blake footage. Yeah, a lot of Blake <laughs> in, in like the little montage they play. It's like this season on The Bachelorette, Blakey Blake, 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 <laughs> and then for some reason on this episode. <laughs> They spend an egregious amount of time. Yes. Just cutting around, like showing his face, showing him from it. Ooh, who could it be? It's a mystery. We don't know who it is. You got to guess who it is. No, I know. You told me two weeks ago. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't like it. My parents also complained about that. They're like, they're like, we knew this was happening. Why is this? And I was like, I don't know for the people who somehow just came in just now for this episode like that wouldn't happen anyway yeah well and then i thought for a second i'm like maybe it's not blake yet maybe blake comes later there's another one yeah there's another one and then they gotcha they gotcha no they didn't get me because then they showed (laughs) another shot where his giant easter island head like (laughs) and i was like well there it is yeah it's like there's no way that's not blake in silhouette he has a very unique silhouette very unique he's he's just like a he's a giant tree trunk man you you can't miss him (laughs) yeah he is a little grooty isn't he yeah he's the Um, lumberjack and the tree at the same time yes (laughs) oh blake i yeah there is something endearing and lovable about blake like yeah so i'm shitting on him but i'm doing it with love Um, absolutely no i'm taking a huge shit on him Uh, (laughs) if he was listening he'd be like oh man that was kind of mean no blake you're a good person no we like you just stop being on reality tv yeah we just just want get back to your chipmunks yeah, Stop. go save the earth and and find a nice woman who's not on television. Yeah, and do Firewatch, except um, don't be alone. Yeah, exactly. That's, there's a video game reference for my nerds out there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, oh my gosh, wait, I need to make a quick aside because I need to talk about this. Um, and I'm sorry, if you don't care about this, skip ahead a few minutes or whatever. But, um, so I'm on TikTok and... Uh, there was this guy, one of my friends sent me a TikTok from this guy who was just complaining about women like on Twitch, like they don't even like the games. They don't even play the games. <laughs> and so I'd like do women be buying games and not even playing them. They're just hitting the buttons. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, their their boobs get in the way, you know, and all this stuff. And I was like, this is so like so cliche, right? Like this is so sad, old, tired, like, you know. Yeah, like when are we? We're never going to be rid of GamerGate, and it, you know, like it's it's never it's always been around, and it's never going anywhere, right? And mm-hmm. um, I was just like, I just duetted over it, and I was like, I guess my and like, and then when you said something about their their boobs are so big, I like looked down at, my, <laughs> I was like, huh? Um, but I was just like, yeah, I guess my thirty years of gaming means nothing <laughs> to you, like, nope. You can't hold a Sega Genesis controller when you got two big honkers. That's just how it works. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, like, oh, yeah, I just bought all these consoles and games and set up a Twitch and stream several times. Just just for fun. I'm just making it all up. Well, what a waste it, it of my own time. Too because not only does it, does, is he saying that, like, you don't actually, like, play those things or enjoy those things, but, like, you're doing it as an aesthetic choice to impress people like him. Yeah, that's what he said, which is well, it obviously didn't work, sir. Um, Not great for you. It was just so funny. Anyway, it just I don't know that just jumped into my head really quickly because I said something about Firewatch. Um, But yeah, I just 
why does that idea still persist? Women don't like video games. Women yeah. aren't funny. I'm just like, it's just like lazy. Like, Sorry, just try Sammy, harder. women be shopping. That's <laughs> how it is. More effort, please, in your insults. Get more specific. You know, at least say something like, oh, well, women only like, you know, the Sims because they like to kill their exes when they wrong them. Then, yeah. you'd, you know, you'd be onto something. Uh, but instead, you're just being lazy. <laughs> it's just yeah. more effort in trying to own me, please. And then it got <laughs> taken down, and I thought it was really funny. But also, I was like, oh, all that work I did duetting it went away. <laughs> anyway, so Thomas thinks it's a really good idea to confront Katie for some reason. He's yeah. like, he's good. like, like just treading water and trying to figure out how to stay, uh, you know, afloat. And he's like, maybe I can tell her I love her again. I don't know. Ah, well, let's try something. And and he's like trying things to like defend himself. And yeah, it's just like not working. It doesn't feel right. It's <laughs> it's it's the behavior of a desperate man is yeah. what it is. Oh, it's totally. total like shock and awe. He's basically trying to emotionally disrupt her to the point where she can't send him home because she's just too frazzled about the whole situation. That's the last ditch effort. And you yeah. see this every once in a while from desperate men on the bachelor. Um, but this one is just like, dude, you could tell at this point he was done. Totally cooked. So yes. yeah, it's yeah. It's just kind of sad. Right. So, but they did still try to trick us. Those tricky people. They, they tried to trick us. So, so they so they have this conversation and then we find out that Thomas ended up pushing back like the cocktail party and rose ceremony. And he even comes in and goes, well, I didn't want to take extra time. And I think Christian was like, dude, it's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like you did take time from all of us just now. And they're like all pissed. And then here, your favorite Hunter was like, I can't even look at him. God. I'm just so I'm just so disgusted. Can't even look at him. <laughs> um, and yeah, all my favorite men are on Katie's side, and um, and you know they're they're telling her something. So she's going up to them one you know one on one, and I think what was important. I think most of them uh, balanced this well. They were like, yes, remember Thomas sucks. But also I want to talk about us because if I just talk about Thomas, then it could be my ass. So they all, I think, tried to balance and temper what they were doing. Sure. Yeah. To try to keep themselves safe. And I totally think that makes sense. Um, and but I did think it was cute. Like, yeah, dad, Michael is just kind of on a different plane from everyone else. Right. He just exists in a totally different universe and is just beamed into the show to talk to Katie. I feel oh, like, yeah. and he was just like, well, you know, shucks, golly, that is some tough stuff, but you know what? I just, I just can't stop thinking about that date we had. God, oh, geez. Was it ever nice? Gee willikers. Yeah, he really is. Like, there's something like Jimmy Stewart about him or something. Very you know folksy. what I mean? Yeah, comforting. Yeah, very, yeah like Mr. Rogers. Um, well, it's dope because, like, if, if he wasn't a dad, I'd say he's like a nice dad, but he actually is just a nice he's dad. He's like a nice dad. Oh, he's really. Yeah, and I think we both kind of were, like, picking on him a little bit in the first episode. Now I'm like, how could we? I love him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's how we do things. Yeah, that's just we just we mean girl all the guys on the show, and then we find a few that we really like, and then for, we're like, oh, they're the best. Silly reasons, yeah, yeah. He's a dad. He looks nice in sweaters. Um, Good eyebrows. We like him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, yeah, like Thomas. Now wait. Okay, my notes are a little. Um, is this the here. part where Thomas says, yes. like, demonsterize? Because that's what I wrote down. <laughs> well, so, okay, when they get to the rose ceremony, he addresses all the men before it starts, right? Did I write that down correctly? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, So yeah. this, wait, wait, did he say, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta back it up a little okay, bit. Okay, go back, yeah, yeah. What was he talking about when he was talking? He, I, I don't know if this is like in his speech to the guys. I just wrote down the word demonsterize. I think it was like after he talked to Katie, he came back out and was just like awkwardly standing with all the men. And he says, like, I, I like you guys are trying to demonsterize me. 
What was he actually trying to say? Oh, demonize me? Demonize. Okay. Right? But he Probably. was saying demonsterize. So he was just trying to de okay, demonize I, is what he was going for. That, but I don't think I wrote it down, but I remember being like, what the hell did he just say? Uh <laughs> <laughs> like well, well, especially just because like throughout the entire season so far, he's been so well spoken and chosen his words so carefully, but so calculated that it, it completely threw me off. I was like, what the what the hell are you trying to say? What okay. But anyways, yeah, yes. he, then he goes in the rose ceremony. So he has the weird confrontation with Katie, talks to the guys awkwardly. And then as basically another show for Katie, because he wasn't doing it to actually address the men. He's like, uh, I, uh, I apologize for my behavior and how I've disrupted the home. And, uh, and it's just like, dude, shut up. Like you, he he just he talks like he's in front of a judge trying to you know get a, a ten year sentence knocked down to a few months. It's pathetic. Okay, so here we go. So I I um I have a backup source. Okay. Um, thank you on Milwaukee.com. Look at that. I even went local. So so Thomas Thomas said demonstrized to Katie. Okay. Okay. Um, That's so, what it was. Uh, I'm going to read this. This is, uh, from the article. We do our research around here. Uh, the bachelorette recap four episodes in Katie season kind of rules. I agree. Um, by Matt Miller, culture editor of Milwaukee. Thank you, Matt Miller for the backup on this. Um, he says, as for people I don't love, Thomas sits Katie down, grabs her hands in a way that screams. I studied a lot of heartfelt speeches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and begins his very rehearsed speech about how his character and integrity has been demonstrized. Not a word. Somehow things get even worse than using a made-up word that doesn't even sound like the correct usage. Wouldn't demonstrize mean to make something less monstrous? As Thomas also tries to play the, well, everyone else thought about being the Bachelor 2 card, and Katie literally recoils from it. She quickly slaps down that premise, and pretty much the conversation is over from there. Things are going great for Thomas. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah, so he yeah, she talks or he talks about how the you know, Thomas is like, Oh, I didn't want to take too much time away and it was like midnight already or whatever. And um so that was so that was kind of bad. And then yeah, so he interrupts the yeah, this is what I remember. He interrupts the Rose Samurai to get in one last apology. And and yeah, Justin's face was really good in this. And there are memes available on Twitter if you would like to have a Justin looking back and forth and rolling his eyes down um, meme. It's pretty good. Uh, his reactions are my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wrote, God, each one is like a sunset, a hilarious bug-eyed sunset. <laughs> Justin's eyes and eyebrows are absolutely my favorite. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, so he was like, he said something like, you know, I apologize for like disrespecting you or whatever. And they're all just kind of like, fuck you. The damage has been done. You know, like, yeah. that's stop grandstanding. That's we've that's already been we stand on my soapbox and be a total asshole. Yeah, it's just totally silly. Ugh. So, um, and then, um, so she, so she picks a lot of good guys, which is good. Um, and I don't remember a lot of them at all. But here was the thing that happened at the end that was a little confusing. So she she calls she's holding a rose in her hands, correct? Yes. She calls Thomas. And the men are like, and like Aaron, this is why Aaron's one of my favorites, because he was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like he just True. can't. He has no filter at all. He just like it just comes out. And I am kind of like that sometimes. So I appreciate, I uh, acknowledge and appreciate his direct nature. He He's not a mystery in any way, shape or form. <laughs> uh, he's just like, Oh, fuck. Uh, anyway. So all the men are like, I can't believe this. What happened? Cut to commercial. And then she comes back and she's just like, you're, you're a manipulative lying piece of shit garbage monster and i want you to get the fuck out of here whatever the hell she said <laughs> she didn't say that uh but she but she said she was just like you're you know uh the most the most selfish oh i just can't but you make me sick get anyway i don't know what she actually i said. mean he I'm sucks but you should watch more seasons of the bachelorette 
Katie. I'm just saying like this. But it was a really good moment for her, right? It was like, good. It was yeah. it was great. I just I wish it was used on someone that I hated more from a past season. Like you think about like all the like just absolutely vile, monstrous men that have been on this show. Like literally like violent people. Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Leo. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was fun on this season because I don't there's no man on her season that's like that. That's like the, like she doesn't have that many like aggro type of dudes like Aaron no. is really as far as it gets. And yeah, like when he gets mad, he's like, respect. And we're like, it's not really that intimidating. That's kind of fine. Um, <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, there's like that grumpy old man that comes out of him and you're like, okay. Um, but you're not like, no one's going to like, well, okay. So here's what I thought. I thought no one is going to like lay a hand on anybody in this house. It's just not the vibe of this house. Sometimes no, that is yeah. the vibe of the house, but you're just like, no one's going to get in a fist fight in here. And then, um, okay. First of all, I have an editing question before I get to this. Uh, where the hell did her rose go? Cause I, cause she obviously was holding a rose and then she wasn't holding a rose. And then we were like, oh, I guess it was for Blake, but then she didn't give Blake a rose. So what the hell? Where did that I don't go? know what that it just was. Disappeared. I and... assumed it was for Blake, but yeah, I did the same thing. She but then thinking any, back, she didn't give him one. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. We were like, wait, where to go? Where to go? And then, you know, like, are these other men who are leaving, are they feeling this way? Like, what the, what the hell? I could have had that road. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was just really strange. Um, so that's just a question for the editors. What the hell happened to the rose? And then we find out that Hunter is going to be our new villain. What? Hunter? He's our new villain? Why? Don't know. He's, he's too much of a goober. I don't believe it. You can give him a villain edit. Guys can There's get mad sh- at him for doing something stupid. I don't know how he can function as a villain. He's not believable as a They're villain. They're showing him as being a villain is all I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. He's I'm like, curious to see how that plays well, out. Well, it's like a wrestling thing, right? Or whatever. Something yeah. like that. They're like give him doing- the heel edit. Yeah, and that, like, he's going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're making it look like he's being reckless. Yeah. And basically, it sounds like he's taking... The the way it looked to me was like, oh, he he got some attention for, like, being a white knight. And mm-hmm. now he's taking it f- too far. Whereas Trey is kind of, like, at least so far, I he, I think he could also run the risk of this happening to him. But um, Trey so far is kind of like knows his limits, right? Like he goes all the way out to it, but he doesn't go beyond it. He's not like, it's like his work was done. He shared what he needed to share. And then he backed off. He wasn't like, mm-hmm. keep going on about Thomas or whatever. He, you know, he, he backed off and said, we agree to disagree. He knows when to draw it back in. Because the problem is, yeah, you get into this, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And I think Aaron's also balancing it, you know, like, yeah. he's kind of careful and deliberate about what what he's saying, about what he doesn't like about people. And he's also letting other people talk. It's not just Aaron against these guys. Um, there's a handful of them who are vocal about it. But I feel like Hunter is taking it and running with it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not, yeah, that's what's not, I not think going to be weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with Hunter as the new, as the new villain. And maybe it, it got spurred because of Blake. That's the only yeah, thing that, that I can figure it. is that like he got mad about Blake and maybe some of the other men are like, give him a chance. And he's like, no, I don't know. That's no, just my theory. <laughs> I'm a weird baby guy. I'm going to go home and talk to Zazu about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure about all that stuff. No. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think yeah. if The Bachelor can make him a convincing villain, then it can the show can truly do anything. So well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so that's, that's all I got. And uh, oh, I had one other. I had a piece of Bachelor news to share before we close. Oh, do tell. Uh, Peter needs to just shut up. the end no um uh i just i didn't read the full news story because i don't like peter um but he had said something to the effect of uh i think they screwed up firing chris and uh, i think they're gonna realize it and the the ratings show you that and i'm like nobody cares what you think peter nobody literally nobody shut the fuck up (laughs) 
their no ratings. One cares. I tune in for Chris Harrison. You absolutely literally do not. no one tunes in for Chris Harrison, and I have a feeling that the ratings are actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. The ratings, which uh, it's just like shut up, Peter. You are the worst. Ugh. 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 Yeah. He. Ugh. Um. That's the only piece of news I have for any of that stuff. Yeah. He thinks, I feel like he's going to, I I don't know how many people came after him after he said this, but. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, and apparently, <laughs> I mean, hopefully Kelly Flanagan came out of her like weird, you know, Peter hypnotism and maybe she'll be better on the other side. Um, apparently uh, uh, there's, there's a news story from May 22nd on Glamour that said she told him to get the hell out of my life. And that's Whoa. like, that's what I want to say to Peter too. Get the hell out of my life. Okay. I don't want to keep reading <laughs> about you. You're not the bachelor anymore. And I don't care what you think about Chris Harrison. Shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, they're already kind of show here. This is like, He's like a both sides type of dude. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. shut up. He goes, I think if anything, the show is going to miss him. I think they do. I think ratings. I mean, those don't lie. They're kind of already showing that. It's sad for all parties. It's sad for all. Ratings? It's what? sad for all parties involved, he says, to have it end the way it did with him. Been such a prominent role in that franchise. And really, I think being the biggest reason why it grew to be as big as it's become. Really? You think he's the reason it's been big? Really? Really? What? What? <laughs> Are we watching the same show? Like, what a kiss ass! What kind of what kind of fifty million venture do you want to go into with Chris Harrison that you're saying this shit? Yeah, you know, like ridiculous. Oh, I want some seed money from Chris Harrison, so I'm gonna say nice things about him. <laughs> embarrassing, embarrassing, quite embarrassing. Get the hell out of my life! To quote Kelly Flanagan. <laughs> Anyway, okay, that's all I had to say about that. That is astonishing. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> it's just, and of course, when they asked him who should host the show, he didn't pick any women. No, why would? No, he? come on, that would come be on. too smart. Um, he goes, well, how about Nick Vile or Ben Higgins? What? Shut why up, Nick Vile. Stop giving me Nick Vile. I don't need him in my life, please. Ben Higgins is fine. He's totally, I'm fine with Ben Higgins. He's like the, I feel like he's like a perpetual can be a host type mm-hmm. of a dude. But like you have Wells. Like if you're going to pick a man, pick yeah. Wells. What are you doing? He's already done this shit. He is good at narrating and he has puppets. Okay. What more <laughs> what do you need? What else do you need? Yeah. You have puppets. Um, (laughs) and I think Tasha and Caitlin are doing like a great job. Yeah, no, they're doing fine. Like that's the thing is like all these seasons have shown me is Chris Harrison is completely useless. Like he doesn't serve any function at all. And every once in a while you need somebody to come out and introduce a different concept or a game or a whatever that, that people are going to be involved in. And yeah, like, Tasha and Caitlin are doing a great job of that. It's pretty simple. So Chris yeah. Harrison, you're not so great, man. Your Sorry. job is just not that important. No. Um, okay, this makes me, I, I was always kind of like, you know, Sean is not the kind of person I would want to be around. Um, but I was like, okay with him. And he seemed to be like doing and saying some of the right things and like not being on the wrong side of history with a lot of things, which surprised me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But apparently he's like boycotting the show right now um, oh. because Chris isn't on there and Catherine sold him out. So, wow. <sighs> so, um, yeah. So, but Catherine's watching it because she, I mean, Catherine doesn't suck. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. That's all the news I have for you today. Just a bunch of, Bachelor Nation drama. Uh, oh, next time, if I remember, because I have it, I brought it with me to the house. Um, I've got, I've got a, 
physical copy of um, Rachel Lindsay's op-ed and I just haven't had a chance to Ooh. read it. Um, but I, and I, it'll be late by the time we talk about it next week. But that's okay. That I right? will talk about it. But if you haven't read it already, go read it. I have read some of it. I just haven't read all of it. And I wanted to have more detailed thoughts because I think it's really cool. She was on the cover of New York Magazine for it. And I was like, yay, that's exciting. Good well, I've got something special her. for next week, too. What? Which I'm going to send to you in the chat right now. And you can gasp in excitement. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> what? That's right. Next week's going to be fun. Okay, we'll talk about this next week. My goodness. Oh, this is fun. All right. <laughs> well, okay. Well, enjoy. I hope that didn't blow out your eardrums. I will talk to you all next week. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself and others, and do something nice for animals, I guess. And don't do needle drugs. Thank you. Let's just play you out. <laughs>